In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Okay, you guys, the day is finally here. We got her. Yeah, we finally did it. It's uh, It's been a little over uh, three years, but we got her. The one and only Sheena Marie, a.k.a. Sheena Shea, a.k.a. Sheena, joins us today for over an hour interview. And it was everything that I could have uh, hoped for. Um Listen, you know my relationship with this show. It is one of the first shows that I truly fell in love with. Uh, honestly, I, I don't think I would be doing a podcast based around reality TV if not for Vanderpump Rules. I know that might sound like egregiously weird, but it's true. Um, it, this show kind of, uh, I think, has brought a lot of us so much happiness in its intensity, in its messiness, in uh, its, you know, all of these things that we love. We can point to certain seasons of Vanderpump Rules and go, that, that was it. This is why we keep watching all of these shows. And if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, come on, man. Let me give you the greatest gift of all and say, start at season one and you're welcome. Um, and Sheena is a huge part of the reason why we all love this show. Now, these shows are so uh, interesting because they, they, they set up good guys and bad guys, heroes and villains, and all these different archetypes that uh, we're so used to seeing in our everyday lives, in movies, TV, all of this stuff. And Vanderpump Rules is no exception. Now, we have seen Sheena have great moments, have low moments, have bad moments. We've seen her date. We've seen her marry. We've seen her divorce. We've seen her marry again. We've seen her become a mother. We've watched her pop star. We've watched her be a podcaster. We've watched so many things that she has gone through, so many things that she has shared with us. Um, we always talk about reality stars. What I really think makes it work is when you're completely honest, when you show us you, warts and all. Now, sometimes you might not agree with who that person is, but you can never fault them for sharing with us who they are. 
And I think, you know, that's why, I, you know, Sheena's been there from the very beginning. Listen, she's, uh, she's like, she looks insanely young. She's all, but at the same time, you're like, man, you've been kicking it since day one. And I, I don't know. I just, I, you, you can just tell how excited I am right now. And when you listen to this podcast and it was, uh, it was fun. She was so open and game and everything that you want somebody that you interview to be, she was that. Now she is very honest. Like we, this goes everywhere. This goes, we start with the, the, the season that we're currently in where all of a sudden she's, uh, kind of in some of the center of the drama, she shares her unfiltered opinions about it. And then we go back, we talk about her past, even before the show, she lets me ask about all of her exes. She talks about motherhood. I mean, it really, and by the way, she did this Monday morning and she was on a flight to New York to do watch what happens live, which will air tonight after Vanderpump rules. And, uh, she still did this. You know, we've been meaning to do this for so long, and this has been rescheduled so many times on both of our accounts. Uh, I had to go back to Arizona once. We were supposed to do this in person. I've been on her podcast, Shenanigans, which I think truly is worth checking out. I mean, if you if, if last week was any any kind of example, I mean, that Tom Schwartz interview, she kind of gets in there in this very interesting way. Um, the, the thing that I think... Um, you know, it's very interesting, too, because a lot of the stuff that she is dealing with in terms of the Katie Schwartz situation, like, listen, I view this situation in one way, but I think you have to stop and really think, though, that these people truly have had relationships with each other for 10 seasons now. And uh, you will be hard pressed, I think, to find, uh, you know, people that know each other that long to not have hiccups with each other. Now, you might not agree with, you know, you might say, okay, Sheena shouldn't be pushing Raquel at Schwartz or you, you know, Sheena does explain this from her. And I truly believe she was not trying to hurt Katie, but it did hurt Katie. And there are some really strong words in here. And I know Katie has said strong words back. Um, and, and I'm kind of that goof that I'm like, man, I just want everybody to get along, even though I know sometimes that doesn't make great reality television. But it's one of the only casts where I can say, oh my God, I think Schwartz is being a complete dolt this season. But at the same time say, well, I still think Schwartz is fun and charming and stuff. But then I kind of completely understand where Katie is. And then it's hard because then you talk to Sheena and you kind of understand where she's coming from. And I think that is probably the greatest compliment to a show like Vanderpump Rules, where I'm like, ah, man, they've been in my life so long that you kind of like all of them. But today we have one of the best. We have Sheena and in all of her Sheena-ness, I mean, truly, this was just, it was just like, man, this is so Sheena. And I think you guys know that watch the show, you know exactly what I mean when I say that. And she gave us so much time and hopefully she'll come back at the end of the season as well. But I think she had a really good time. I hope she did. That's my goal. Uh, listen, me and Sheena have had a uh, complicated past and the fact that, which we talk about, about me revealing her baby's name, which I've said that story many, many times, and I'm horrified by. And I'm so glad that uh, she has now looked past that and it's come on so bad it's good. And it just shows you that, listen, who knows? You know, like I'm hoping that her and Katie can kind of make amends at some point, but this is 10 seasons of a relationship that you're seeing play out on TV right now. And that's kind of gives you chills because you know it's real. 
you know you're not getting fed BS. Like Sheena came in hot and I'm like, they're not even filming right now. It's like, this is, this is wild. And this is kind of what makes these shows roll and, and really kind of stay with us. And so that's it, you guys. We're jumping right into this interview. And I hope you, I hope you love this as much as I did, because I got to tell you, this is why I do what I do. This is so damn exciting for me. So Sheena, if you're listening, thank you so, so much. Summer Moon, if you're listening, I, I, I once again, I'm very sorry. And for you guys out there listening, please enjoy this. If you like this show, uh, and why wouldn't you leave it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? And also, I released a two-hour summer house recap over on the Patreon with Kate Legaco, one of my favorites. You can join up at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the one, the only, from the podcast shenanigans, Miss Sheena Marie, a.k.a. Sheena Shea, a.k.a. Sheena. Today... This has been a long time coming for this show. If you are a listener of this show, you know I have talked about her for years. Even before she disliked me, I was talking about her. Mainly favorable, mind you. But finally, we have mended fences. But not only has she been a star or one of, if not the star, of one of my favorite reality shows of all time for 10 seasons now, she is also a podcaster. She's also an actor. She is also a mother. She is also a wife. She is also a friend and i cannot wait to see what is next uh i don't even know how to introduce her because she's kind of like madonna for me at this point you only need one name and her name is sheena sheena marie sheena shea sheena davies welcome to so bad it's good thank you i'm happy to finally be here i'm bummed it didn't work out in person but you know what that means we're gonna have to do it again (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, I already said I want you at the end of the season as well. Oh, now, for sure. I'm so down. I have to say, Shenanigans, your your podcast uh, with, with Dear Media is amazing. But even the, I got to thank you right off the bat because you're finally, you're really bringing some respect to the podcasting game. In this past week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, you exploded the entire season after I was complaining that I wasn't getting enough of Sheena. <laughs> this week, you exploded it. I mean, in terms of podcasting, do you have a plan going into these things? When you met with Schwartz that day, were you like, I'm going to open up with an F Mary kill, see how that goes. Do you have a plan going into these interviews with your castmates? Yeah. So it's so funny because Lala and I were just talking about this this weekend. We both did live podcasts at our Shopify pop-up and I asked Lala, I was like, oh, like, so what did you prep for the show? Like, what are we going to talk about? And she goes, I don't know. I didn't prep anything. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't prep anything? She's like, we'll just take it. We'll talk about the show. And I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. Not how I work. I'm like, I have to be fully prepped. I have my notes pad. I have like the little things that if you ever watch my video podcast, you'll see me kind of scroll and tap because I check off the topics I want to talk about. So (laughs) I like to have my shows prepped whenever I have a guest on who I know the listeners are going to be excited for. I ask for questions and then I'll screenshot those. I'll have those in. But with Schwartz, I did think because I know how Schwartz can be kind of Schwartzy, you know, and a little squirmy and like the can't say anything. Ooh, oh, oh, shucks. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, let's just start with a game that's either going to make him uncomfortable or break the ice. I mean, you really did and you nailed it. I mean, you really nailed it. Was this truly shot the day after that Daily Mail party? It really was. Yes. I can't that's believe why My hair was still, was still from the night before and my eye makeup. 
Whenever um, I have really bomb eye makeup, I just wash my makeup off like everywhere else and I leave the eyes. So it was absolutely <laughs> the next day. And it was early too. I think it was like an 11 a.m. call time. <laughs> Did you have any idea? Because this is like four or five months ago now that you shot that, maybe even longer. I'm not sure. Longer. It was in do, July. Do you know? I mean, you had to have known immediately because you released it and a lot of stuff happened at that moment that really sets off from what I understand the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. But now you have to relive that whole experience again. And we're reliving trauma that you already dealt with and Katie's involved and stuff like that. What is it like to... I mean, did you know this was going to happen that day, like immediately when you put it out? And how sad or excited are you to have to relive all of this with us jumping in as an audience as well? So I didn't know it was going to set off the fire that it did. To be honest, I felt like I was very neutral in that podcast. I felt like if he had a little dig or said something about Katie, I was like, no, no. Or, you know, like there was one part where he said... He's like, yeah, well, I'm cooler. And I was like, I think you're both cool. Like, I felt like I tried to just be very neutral. She obviously felt otherwise. Well, like, because the one, the one thing, there's the one thing. The one thing was the Raquel of it all. That was the one yeah. thing that set it all off. Yeah. Did you, but you going, see, this is like, Guys, we're going to go back because I want to know how she started the show and stuff like that. This is just the most pressing topic. So don't, this is why we're starting off really strong. Yeah. But like. I mean, come on. That was the thing that I even was like, damn, like, and that was just you being kind of, you weren't trying to poke the bear or anything like that. Right. That was just a natural question you had wanted to ask of like, Hey, would you make that rumor true about Coachella? Yeah. I mean, obviously the people wanted to know there was this rumor on Instagram. It then turned into a conversation Katie and I had, and literally she had said that she gave it her blessing. She was like, oh yeah, they could be a good match. Like I've moved on. I want him to move on. He needs a wingman. He needs someone to push him. He needs to get laid. I'm getting laid. And it was like, I thought this was just common knowledge. I thought he knew. So uh, as I said on my podcast this past week, I can be unintentionally messy. I was not saying anything to purposely out her, give him information. I honestly thought he already knew because the guy she hooked up with, he had like ran into them at the bar that night in Vegas. So I thought this was just common knowledge. They both knew they had both moved on. So when it came to the Raquel part of it, it was something that Katie and I had talked about and yeah. This, is, see, this is why I think you're kind you're brilliant in this really interesting way because I don't think you were gunning for Katie at all. No, but that, there are these but all. there are these things, Sheeta. Like we're both divorced. I'm divorced, you're divorced, yeah. and you're happily married again. Uh, I'm not, but that's not the point. The point is not if yet. I had like even if my best friend or one of my friends that I've been on a show with all of a sudden kind of had this like, why don't you hook up with this other person on the show? That would still like like back in the day, if if Shay all the if Lala went for Shay back in the day, wouldn't you have flipped out? Here's the thing. I, I don't know because I was the one who wanted the divorce. I was the one yeah. who was over it and wanted to move on. And with Katie, that conversation I had with her, which I think you even saw in the text yeah. messages she yeah. posted, I was like, Katie, I was so thrown off by those texts. Cause I was like, 
I was convinced that you were so much happier, so over Schwartz, like almost disgusted by him that you're like, oh, if he could please move on and get off my jock. And so I, I always, like, I, oh, no, no, okay. that makes sense. But I always took, I take it as like when I was bragging to my friends of like, I'm so great, you guys. And secretly I was miserable because I was still like dealing with things, but I was trying to make my friends like think I was good. That's kind of how I took it. But like, to me, that would be my worst nightmare. It like, so that's, I understand both sides, but you yeah. truly, that I just wanted to clarify, you truly did not mean that to hurt Katie. Cause no, you- not at all. And in hindsight, yes. Now I realize that she was just saying she was happy when she wasn't, but she was so convincing that night. And when she told me about the night she had the night before, I was like, Oh damn girl. I was like, I'm so happy for you. You've moved on. She was glowing. It was she, just, by the way, she is, she is glowing. I will say she looks the best she ever has, but that still doesn't take away the fact that like, I still get really sad sometimes when I think about my divorce. So I think it's like, and I'm sure in the past you have had those moments where you're like, oh, I miss my friend or I miss this. So I understand it. But can you speak to the pressures of being on reality television when you're going through these huge moments? We've seen you put it all out there season after season. You've gotten married on this show. You've gotten divorced. You're getting married again. You put boyfriends on this show. We've seen your struggle and you like, thankfully, you are the reality star that we all really appreciate because you put it all out there. But how hard is it for you mentally every season to do this, to keep doing the same thing and showing up? I mean, it's it's hard and it's easy at the same time because it's so routine. I'm so used to it. You know, this has been my life for the last decade. It's hard to remember life before this show. So... I don't know. It's but just like, like, what if this show ever goes away, are you going to like, is this going to continue in your real life? I always said when I was probably. on your podcast, <laughs> yeah, that's what well, I've been on shenanigans. Lucky it's enough to be on there right now. We're not filming and it's <laughs> continuing. It's always well, dude, continuing. Sheena, that's what I said. I said, they got to get cameras right now because we are fully in another season. Oh, yeah. Like the stuff that is, and by the way, you guys, she is on watch what happens live. Uh, sorry. Watch what happens live <laughs> tonight. She is flying to New York today. And that'll be on Wednesday night after the new episode of Vanderpump rules. So this is nonstop. You went all weekend at your Shopify event with uh Lala downtown. You did live podcasts. You are busier than you've ever been. You're continuing your show, all of this stuff. I just got to imagine then when you're dealing with all of us making memes and saying things, Katie, everybody's throwing their two cents in. I guess you're strong at this point, but like you, you have still have be. moments of weakness where you're like, I can't deal with it. I this. don't want to call it weakness. I do think I still have moments where things hurt. Like some of Katie's choice words in the last episode definitely hurt saying that, you know, you want to, you, you want to watch your world burn, burn. Yeah, and you'll yeah. smile. That's disgusting. Anyone who says that the, the words that that's a troll, I'm sorry. That is something a troll says. And usually they just, you know, type it and say it behind a screen, but she actually says it out loud. So, I mean, I guess respect, but Katie's, but no, Katie's known to say like weirdly poetic things. In and this anger. is why I don't fuck with her anymore. And I don't care to be friends wait, with her. And Sheena, so you're saying you're not, wait, you're not going to really, we're going to no. say we're not going to be friends with her. No, no, no. You know what? And this is, this is what she should be happy about because for seasons and seasons, it was Sheena, the flip-flopper. Sheena never picks a side. Sheena never takes a stand. Well, you know what? I'm taking a stand. I'm picking a side and it's not Katie's. Damn. Um, okay. Guys, we got to get a camera on this. This is like, this is, I mean, this um, no, I mean, that's a really, I was thinking back to your first season on this show and 
you know, you came in uh, with a certain situation with Mr. Sibrian and all this stuff. And that's how we were introduced to you. That's kind of how the whole show went from Beverly Hills to you in that two hour block. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those girls, we watched you. They would not let you into that friend group. They would not like Stassi. They, I mean, they came for you so many, and that happened for seasons after seasons. Did you just start getting used to having to like be an outsider? Yeah, I got so used to it, but let me tell you a little thing of why I think so. Okay. Let's back up. Junior high, I was severely bullied yet. And I just learned this in therapy. There's like fight, flight, freeze, fawn or flock. I'm apparently a fawn because my like survival mode is to befriend the bully for survival. I felt like it was junior high all over again when I came into working at Sir and I had to fawn. I eventually had to befriend the mean girls or I genuinely felt like I was going to lose my job, both jobs, the restaurant and the show. So I was just like, okay, well, there's no one else on this show for me to be friends with. It's like, I, God forbid I was friends with Jackson, rub some sunscreen on him. You know, that was the end <laughs> of the world. <laughs> You know, Sandoval was always one of my best friends, but Kristen hated me. Katie hated me. Stassi hated me. So I forced Ariana onto this show with me because I'm like, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore if I don't have someone. Yeah, we saw Ariana hide from the camera at your Goodness Gold rehearsals on Sunset. She was hiding from that camera. Yeah, she didn't want to do it. But thank God you, thank God she finally did because I think she's such a great addition. Um, But it is weird. Like I saw season after season And I think there's that part of me that I don't know why that I want everybody to be friends, that I want like everything to be good, uh, good as gold, if you will. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's not realistic. And (laughs) I've just given up on that. You know what? And I feel like I'm actually like people are giving me so much shit right now, but I don't care because I'm proud of myself for finally, for the first time in 10 years, standing my ground and sticking up for myself and having my own back. I don't like the way Katie's treated me. I have tried time and time again to be her friend because I want to keep the peace. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to be friends because it's easier that way. But time and time again, she's a bully. She's mean. She has such a sharp tongue. And I am not friends with anyone else in my life who speaks to me like that. Lala does not speak to me like that anymore. She knows better because we are in such a good place. And when you're in a good place with someone, they don't speak to you like that. So I have no room in my life for bullies. I have no room in my life for that negative energy, that dark cloud that comes in the room when she enters. It's just not for me anymore. Schwartz has always been my friend. Schwartz was in a slump. Schwartz needed a pick me up and Schwartz needed friends to just really get him his Schwartz back. And that's what I spent this season doing. And people can say like girl code, you know, like you're a woman, you've been through a divorce. It's like woman, man, they're both going through a divorce. Katie to me was fine and moving on and wanted nothing from me. I offered to help her move out of her house. I offered whatever she needed. I was like, please tell me what you need. So many unanswered texts from her that I just finally was like, you know what? I'm, I give up. I give up trying to help you because you're not responding to me. You're not telling me you need anything. So I guess you're fine. Schwartz needed me. Schwartz needed something. You're saying it's how Schwartz got his groove back. Essentially. This is, I definitely helped that. Okay. I definitely agree. The only thing with Schwartz, and this isn't a you issue. It's just that Schwartz sometimes comes off of 
you know, he plays both sides of the fence so evenly that he's like, oh, Katie, no. And oh, she, you know, like, so it feels like, and by the way, I don't think Schwartz is hurting for any kind of female attention ever. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've been around this guy and girls like throw, they like he's, he's one of the most charming people that I've met and really a funny, funny dude. Really but like is. two things can be true at once. And I don't even think this Raquel thing, which Listen, we know all the rumors that happened at your wedding with Brock. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we'll see of that. Wait, but, rumors you know. with Brock? No, no. Yeah, we, he made out with Brock at your wedding. We all know that rumor. <laughs> oh, no, no. He made out with Raquel at your wedding, supposedly. <laughs> Who knows? But then this is why I kind of appreciate your podcasting technique, because I kind of think of you as like a, a head of hopper, like this kind of your shenanigans podcast, even when the season isn't airing, it's really good, you guys, because it kind of gets into those questions that I sometimes do not have the bravery to ask. You go there and like, sometimes I'll be like, like hold, like, no, 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 no. And you kind of push that. And I don't even think you're trying to, you just naturally do it. But is there a, when you went into that apartment with Schwartz and he goes, oh yeah, my friend Joe's staying with me. Did alarm bells go off at all with that? Well, yeah, you didn't even see when I was like, can you give me a tour? I walked around the entire apartment and I see like a girl's clothes and toothbrush and hair products and all of this stuff. And I was like, Wait, so she's living here and you're not sleeping together. <laughs> yeah, definitely alarm bells went off. And also I was like waiting outside for so long to go up until they were ready for me. And I was like, what is going on up in that apartment? Are they taking forever to light the apartment? But I guess, I don't know. She was packing a bag. He was like, get, get out, out, get out now, leave. <laughs> um, uh, you had mentioned Lala um, and you guys are in a good place right now, but I do want to point out that at times you and Lala have not been at a good place. Mm -hmm. I was really happy when you rekindled that friendship. Do you think that is uh, because you are both, um, you both have children, you both kind of now see each other as mothers, or is it something completely different that brought you back together? No, I definitely think that was the main thing that brought us back together. At the end of our pregnancies, we saw each other at Britney's baby shower and I knew some complications she was having. And from that moment on, I was like, all of our other shit we can deal with when we have, you know, season nine, we can talk about it then. But right now, I just want to be here for a mom who could maybe use another friend going through something similar. And so I was in touch with her. I was in touch with he who shall not be named, just making sure, you know, that everything hopefully went smoothly with the delivery and all of that. And then her and I were in a group chat with Stassi and Brittany at the time, and it was just very mom-centered. No drama, nothing else, no one else, just like, hey, what nipple cream do you use? You know, it was just very- Sheena, I guess that's my next question. What nipple cream do you use? We this all got to know. Lanolin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I think that was kind of amazing that you guys can at least kind of form some foundation based on that, but it's held strong where you guys are not coming at each other. I've noticed this season. In fact, you did this pop-up and you were on each other's podcasts and stuff. Have you tried to set Lala up with anybody like you would try to set Schwartz up? Is that even, or is she like, get away from me, Gina? I don't want that. Oh no, I have. Um, the, <laughs> the first guy I tried to set her up with, they realized they are just much better as friends. Their personalities kind of clashed, but He's sober. He's a single dad. They just had certain music styles and the shoes they wear that I was like, you guys might be a good match. And then they ended up talking and they're just like, yeah, no, nah, we're not for each other, but they're friends. Um, but she's actually doing okay on her own. So she hasn't needed much help in the dating scene. 
is Lala as scary as sometimes she comes off? Like, oh, like I'll pop you, like all that. Like sometimes, like I don't what I would. Lala might be all bark and no bite, but at the same time, I'm still really scared of her when she gets angry, even on television. Is she scary in person when she gets mad or is it kind of like LOL? A little bit of both because it 100% is all bark, no bite, but she like Katie has a sharp tongue and I don't respond well to mean words because that takes me back to 12 year old Sheena in junior high. So that just doesn't work for me. And I feel like over the past two years and even more over the past year, Lala and I have really come to an understanding of what each other needs in a friendship and what works and what doesn't. She knows I need a response, whether I text you and you call me back or whatever, like I need a response because if you you just don't answer me for days. I get in my head. I'm like an anxious yeah, yeah, yeah. attachment style. Oh, dude. I, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. I can, I'll make up scenarios, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'll be like, like, this is why they hate me. I know that. And they're like, and this funny thing is they're never even thinking about me usually, but I'll be like, this is why they hate me. Yeah. And this is, this is exactly what's going on. Um, You brought up the bullying thing, which I think is really fascinating. And uh, listen, we've seen your junior high photos, your high school photos, all of these things. Like, what made like you got bullied and then what made you then kind of like, I'm trying to wonder, like, how do you go from that to wanting to be an actor, a singer? How do you get that confidence? Because, you know, you're from Azusa, you come out to Los Angeles, which is like a hell, it's a really hard town. You guys, how do you get from that to having the confidence to come out here before any reality show was dangled in your face? Where did that confidence come from? I feel like I've always had confidence. Like as a kid, I made every cheerleading squad. I made every sports team. Like I always did really well in school. So I felt like I had confidence from a young age because I just did really well at everything I did. I think even up through high school, college, and, you know, I was just, I was the best at my job. You know, I got a job the day I turned 16. What I wanted to do was get my driver's license and what was your job? job. So you- well, the first one, I was bagging groceries at Ralph's for a few months. And then I, yes, I got fired because it was in the three month probationary period, but get this, it was like low key discrimination. They fired me because I was oh, too dude. cute. And I was a distraction to the boys at the front. And they didn't do their job as well when I worked. So they're like, we just got to get rid of Sheena. That so, is the most Sheena thing I've ever heard in my life. That is like, you were no, we actually, produce. like my mom contacted the union. They did an investigation. It was a whole thing. Cause I was like, this is bullshit. You can't fire me when I did a good job. I showed up on time, but they're like, well, in the 90 day probationary period, we can. So thank God they did because I then went over to Marie Callender's and started flipping pies and hostessing and got in the restaurant industry. And who would have thought that 10 years later that would lead to being on a television show? What gave you the idea though, to come to LA and pursue acting and modeling? Like, cause how do you go three calendars? So you always wanted to, and then you're like, oh, it's a possibility. I don't even know why my mom never really got me into it as a kid. I don't know if maybe I didn't push, but I mean, I was in every school play. I always wanted to be in front of the camera. And then in high school, I started doing extra work on movies. I was in like Fast and the Furious 2 Wait, can we see see you in Fast and Furious 2? I don't remember. I think I'm just, it was like a green screen. I'm like one of the girls like waving something in the back of one of the races. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But so, from a young age, I always wanted to be in entertainment. And then when I went to college, I thought about doing a gap year. And I was like, no, no, no. If I do that, I'm never going to finish. And so, I decided to stick with college. I, after freshman year, was like, well, maybe I just, you know, start pursuing this. But I really wanted to make my family proud and graduate college. My grandma had passed away at the end of my freshman year. And that was just one thing I was like, no, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to show you I can do this. And I was 20 when I graduated because I had skipped a grade. So I was still really young when I got my degree. I knew I had plenty of time. I still looked young enough. I could play high school. And I just started auditioning. I got my headshots. I got an agent. I got a modeling agent. And you worked with like Jonas Brothers. You were, I mean, you had and I talked about this uh, a couple of times on the show over the years is that, you know, I worked at an acting studio that you would come into, I think, for coaching or uh, over at Leslie Kahn and Ariana oh God, Sandoval yeah. Schwartz. And I had mentioned, you know, like we have no we had notes for like every actor that came in there. And you you and Ariana's notes were really good. Schwartz and Sandoval's notes weren't that good in terms of their <laughs> performance. But like I remember reading your notes before it was like before Vanderpump Rules. And they're like, oh, yeah, she she knows what she's doing. She's got a career. And I was talking about this on another show. I said, even if Vanderpump Rules didn't exist, I have a feeling you would have forced like you would have had something would be happening for you in Hollywood regardless, because it seems like yeah. you have that kind of resolute will that is needed in this town. Um, I talked to Sandoval last year about reality shows, though, is that reality shows nowadays, people come not to be a movie or TV star anymore. People now come to L.A. to be reality stars like this is mm-hmm. an actual viable option. Is there ever a part of you that's like. Uh, but I would have rather I would I would rather just act full time or sing full time than have to be on a reality show. Do you ever have that or are you really happy? 
Well, if I had a better voice, I would 100% sing full time. How dare you? You know, Uh, you open Pandora's box for us, Sheena. That is (laughs) all you need is that one hit. That is the best song ever. Yeah, but then you have to perform it live, and I can't sing live. Spoiler alert. I saw you perform. You performed it semi live at Watch What Happens Live. You were so awesome. Yeah. God, negative Nelly. Come on, we're riding shot. You know, (laughs) yes, yes. But um, um, once you get to the hook, and I'm like, God, I was gone. I gotta sing. There's all these people. The mic is on. So yeah, no, I would love to do that full time if I could, but I'm not the best at it. So I just do it as a hobby. I have been doing reality for so long. It was nothing I thought about. Actually, no, that's a lie. Because I remember even like being in high school, watching real world and thinking I want to be on that show. And then when the bachelor and bachelorette started, you know, I'm like, I could be on that show, but I really did want to pursue acting. And when the opportunity came up to do Vanderpump Rules, they said it was going to be a show based around people working in the service industry, making it an entertainment. And I was like, well, that's perfect. You know, I get the best of both worlds. So yeah, I feel like I've just always wanted to be an entertainer of some sort, but I do think I was made for reality TV and not acting as much because sharing my story and struggles and everything I've been through helps so many people. And I love being able to do a job that is relatable. And when you're acting, you know, you're playing a character and sure you're still entertaining, but it's not the same as opening up about a miscarriage about, you know, certain your pregnancy journey. Yeah. I mean, um, that is, I mean, also just, I mean, to, to watch you go through that relationship with Shay in those first seasons and to share what you did and even watch that reunion, like when it was so fresh and he mm-hmm. came out like that still, I remember exactly. Um, do you still talk to Mike Shay? Um, I mean, listen, I always will say Sheena Shay, and it is one of those, we talked about this before we started. It's like one of those, you're like, yeah, Sheena Marie is actually it, but Sheena, Sheena Shay just like kind of hits what is your relationship with Mike now? Yeah. So, um, sadly his, his mom just passed away. Um, so I've been talking to him a lot this past week. Um, but yeah, we've, um, we've been in touch for the last few years. It took a while. Yeah. I feel like when you get divorced, you have to just take a step back. You need to just separate, not speak, work on yourselves. But not be on a reality had, show together, no, right? No, that, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't help anything. But we ended up meeting up, I don't know if it was maybe like eight months. No, it might have even been longer. It might have been like a year after the divorce, because I think it was probably after the Rob relationship exploded. I don't think I met up with him when I was still with Rob. And we had a good conversation, talked about literally everything that, you know, hurt each other about each other. And since then, we've been in touch, not as often, but every birthday or milestone thing that we see about each other, we still reach out. When I announced my pregnancy, he reached out and um, I hadn't talked to him since his birthday last June. And then I saw he posted about his mom. So I immediately reached out and we've been texting every day for the last. How's he doing? Is he OK? I mean, I can't imagine what he's going through right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're really going through it. Well, I mean, that love kind of never like the love for his family and stuff like that never goes away. For well, yeah, you. and I've known them since oh, high school. You know, you know I've That's why, known you forget him about since that. We were 15 years old. And um, I've known his parents. They were at every football game when I was cheering. So that's wild I, to think about. Yeah. Like, that's so real. 
Does Brock ever get, because uh, when, when I had met you guys for the first time in person and got to apologize to your face for the summer moon incident, which we don't need to get into, but like, I remember that night sitting next to you and then all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there, I'm talking to Brock, you, and all of a sudden on FaceTime, Rob Valletta calls and you pick up and I'm like, that's fucking Rob. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we're friends. And it was right next to Brock. Does Brock not care that you ever talk to no. any exes? Does he never get jealous or anything? Not at all. He is so confident and he knows that we that's are gross. so good and he's not <laughs> threatened by any of my exes or any other guys. He, it was funny because there was a, a girl I was like kind of talking to right before Brock and I started dating. And that's like the only person. A girl? Of. Yeah. Cause he's like, I can't yes. compete with that, you know, but oh my no, God. As, as far as my, I mean, the amount of men Brock has met who I've hooked up with and he's just like so chill it's and it's you are really so awesome. chill about it like I've been around you when you tell oh yeah I did this 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 and I'm like what like what do you like I usually you are very kind of out in the open with uh, everything I now feel robbed of a Sheena Shea bisexual season now I feel robbed a little bit like I that know. is very upsetting to me yeah do you ever see all of the um the attention everybody's getting for all of these uh, potentially like, you know, ending relationships, cheating, hooking up. You got the DJ James Kennedy. Do you ever go like, oh man, I wish I could get in there and like date and all that stuff. Or are you like, thank God I'm past that point and I can come at this as a mom, as a podcaster uh, and still show my strength in all of these ways. Any more so? Do I wish I could still date? Is that your no, question? no. Well, like, do you do you ever get like, fuck, man, I would really tear shit up right now if I could go out with Lala dating, with Katie dating. Oh, like, okay. do you ever, is that ever a thought in your head at all? No, because I mean, I already had those seasons, you know, season seven yeah. and eight, I was single and out and dating. It was just everyone else was in relationships. And it's really rich too. how those two seasons, I just got made fun of and I got so much shit for the 24 year old <laughs> model boys I was dating. And now look who's dating 24 year old model boys. It's just uh, ironic. It um, yeah, it really is ironic. You were actually great with DJ James Kennedy for a lot of the times. You were one of the kind of people that really supported him, even when other people did not support him. What's it like this past couple of episodes to all of a sudden see, you know, which I think the push on him is like very valid. And he just pushes back at you and tries to do his all little DJ James Kennedy isms. Is that like, you're like, ah, it's DJ James Kennedy. Or are you like F that dude? A little bit of both. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out and how because you don't know what else he says, right? No, because now it's it's weird how he's just like so like team Katie because you know, like I'm close with Raquel. And here's the thing, too. This is what pisses me off about these girls is back, what was it, season six, I think, when James said something very rude and uncalled for about Katie. It was like, well, you can't be friends with them anymore. You need to take a stand. You need to pick a side. But I chose to still stay friends with James. And then, oh, two years later, now Katie's friends with James. I'm like, so I was supposed to pick your side and my friendship with him and then rekindle it when you said it was okay. And that's another reason why I don't ever care to rekindle my friendship with her, because I don't like being friends with someone who tells me who I can and can't be friends with. And that's how it always was with her. It's blind loyalty, which I'm sorry, I will never be. And it just, that doesn't work for me. That's not my friendship style. Never has been, never will be. 
I never thought I would see the day where DJ James Kennedy was trying to buddy up with Katie. Like that was me shocking to me. I also never thought I would see the day where somebody said uh, Agora Hills at the Canyon Club was a very romantic, special place. Like he said, because that's where he met Allie. It's sacred, sacred, sacred place. That is, yeah, you can't, you can't fight that. Um, okay, you are a wealth of information. You have been a legend on this show for ten seasons. Uh, take us back. I mean, we we kind of saw all this stuff, the jacks of it all. Like you were another person where you supported Jax, like, you know, not blind loyalty, but you were there when a lot of people weren't, when people were talking crap and you, we actually heard him talk a lot of crap about you, but now I know you're still really good friends with Brittany. Uh, what is your relationship with like Jack, with Jax? Like, does, do you ever get the sense that he's like, man, I blew it. I wish I was still in this. Um, and what is your relationship with, with him now? I know you and Brittany are great. Yeah, no, Jax and I are great too. We're probably closer now than we have been in a really long time. You know, I mean, the parent bond is no joke. When you have a kid, you just understand each other so differently. I mean, our kids are literally two weeks apart. So we get together all of the time. And I, I love Jax. I mean, Jax is always going to be Jax, you know, who knows, you know, next week he might piss me off, but I think he is a great dad and I just, I, I love him. And Have you, you know, warned Summer Moon yet about their son? You've warned Summer Moon not to, like, do not no, at all. She, she loves her Cruzy. She calls him Truzy. She can't pronounce her yet. <laughs> Truzy. No, Wait, that's she... a question. Wait, does Summer Moon have any beefs with any of the other Vanderpump kids? Or has any Vanderpump kids have beef with Summer Moon? Do you get oh, that no. sense of like of childhood as it's like, oh, they're starting to form cliques. They're starting like, I mean, well, I, I mean, the click is, is her and Ocean because her and Ocean are inseparable. They say Summer Moon, Summer Moon. And then she just started <laughs> saying, she was singing like the Baby Shark song, which she goes, Ocean can't do, 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 do. It's so cute. So but, yeah, there's, there's wait, no tearing those girls apart. What? What about a what about a a a, a kids album, a Ooh. kids album, a kids bops with Sheena, kids bops. It's not a bad idea. Lala and I it's do a- want to do a new song. Maybe we do like an adult rap song and then we do like a kids rap song. Yeah, because like a boss, by the way, um, I just like a boss is a minute uh, uh, song with you and Lala that I still yeah. love to this day. It was for it's a promotion so for a movie, like a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as we uh, move further along in this season. I thought you were minimally used in those first two episodes, and I got really worried. Yeah, I always and then three feel comes like around. <laughs> well, but I always feel like each season, and I don't know if this is true. I don't know behind the scenes, but I always feel like you have to, even though you show everything, you have to fight for your place each season. And that was what I was starting to worry about in episodes one and two. And I also got worried because where the hell is Brock? Like, listen, like, I I don't understand that. Like, and I, I'm kind of worried now for your wedding. Cause I'm like, do we get to see your wedding or is it just minute? Like we had a four epic, we had a flipping whole series about Jackson, Brittany's wedding. <laughs> do, I mean, like, I know you got married before, but I want to see what's different in your marriage now. Like I want to no, see you'll why definitely, this is different. You'll see a lot more of that. And this season two, in the beginning, we were just kind of trying to find our footing again. You know, now we have a toddler. We don't just have a little meatloaf who sleeps all the time. And as much as we love having my mom help, Brock and I really try to not lean on her all of the time. We like to do as much as we can on our own. So I am required to go out, you know, with events and even just filming call times and stuff more often than he is. So he stays home with summer. So, you know, he doesn't need to come to every see you next Tuesday and little event. But (laughs) if I have a call time, you know, I got to be there. 
So you'll definitely see more of him as the season progresses and you'll see our wedding. I mean, we, we filmed so much. That's why I just got scared that he was like, no, I don't want to do the show this year. Or they were like, I don't want you to do I like, I was like, this is part of your life. I kind of want to see him, you know, even if it's like negative, I want to see him in it. Like I want to see your life right now. And that was kind of comforting to see this. I mean, I didn't love how, you know, the third episode created all this drama for mm-hmm. you, but now I'm like, okay, now we've opened Pandora's box as, as good as gold says, and I'm really scared of what's to come. Are you in the past Were there huge storylines that you had filmed for you that had been left out of the season entirely? Does that happen ever? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's been so much left out. And then there's been so much just not filmed, you know? Like, I spent half a year living in Vegas headlining a show, and you never even heard a sentence Oh, yeah, you it. did the uh, the sex takes or the sex what, what, tips. The, the, the sex tips. Sex yeah, Sonia did that, too. Sex yeah. women from a gay man. Yeah. And we never got to see, see that. I mean, that's... No. that. You're right. Um, where do you think the season goes without giving anything too much away. You filmed it, but you don't know how it's going to get edited. And I do believe that they don't really keep you informed. Like Sheena, this is going to be your storyline this season at all. So each week, how early do you get the show to see it, to prepare for what you're going to have to deal with? So we get them every Friday. And the only way we kind of know the direction something's going is based on what we talk about in our interviews. But then also... I filmed so many interviews for the first two episodes and I had one interview bite. So it's also like, you just never know. Uh, um, so, so, but I'm, is the podcast, do you interview other people on the podcast that will make it into this season? Like I just keep finding it hysterical if that, like every time, like the podcast exploded things. So I'm feel like every time we need something to happen, just throw you the ball and something's going to explode. I know, I mean, but it, we actually wanted to film the podcast that I did with Rob, but the timing didn't work out. They were interested in filming that one too. Who convinced, was it Rob or you that got the black and white nude photos of each other? Who, Wait, who said, remember the Rob, Belletta, like he's like staring like blue steel into the camera and then you're a whole, like you're hugging oh, with the dog. Like that? I don't, I don't remember the dog. I just remember you guys nude with each other is a black and white photo shoot. Was that you or him? No, that was him. That was a friend of his, but there, no, I'm sure the dog was in them because it was a photo shoot for something animals. And I don't know. I forgot about that. Thanks for putting that image back in my head. Sorry. Like this is, this <laughs> stuff is burned in my memory, Sheena. This is legendary stuff. Wait, um, was there not a dog? She should have been in those. <laughs> no, it was. I don't want to go back and look, so I don't know. Sheena, Sheena, sadly, I can send them to you. I have them in a, um, uh, where are you at with Stassi right now? I feel like she gave you the hardest time of anybody on that cast, Katie included. Uh, Are you guys at peace because of motherhood or is she now getting involved because of the Katie stuff? Well, of course she gets involved because of the Katie stuff, but I felt like we were good um, just mom stuff, you know, and then after Brittany did my podcast and we told Brittany's side of the story about what happened with her not going to the wedding, I've never heard from her again. I didn't get an invite to Hartford's birthday. I now know where we stand. I am completely fine with that. When I see her, whether it's at Schwartz and Sandy's running into her at Pandora's son's birthday, we're cordial. You know, I ask about Hartford. We talk about, you know, baby number two or whatever, but we don't keep in touch like we used to. 
Are there moments of the show that like not involving you that shocked the hell out of you? Like that you got to see in person, like we get to see it from this lens, but like you are, I feel like you can throw anything at you and you're ready for it almost. Or you're like, it doesn't surprise me. Have there been moments where the show has surprised you where you're like, I cannot believe I'm watching this right now, or this just happened. For sure. I can't think of an exact moment right now, but there's definitely been those. Like, I mean, the Stassi Kristen thing, when Kristen admitted with Sandoval, you had the jacks with Faith, you had all of these things that you oh, were yeah. like present for or around. Was there a point where you're like, this show is going to go on forever? We always have nonstop. Drama. I still think that. I still think this show could go on forever. <laughs> Would you do the show forever? And did, was there any trepidation for you coming back this season of like, I'm a mom now? I don't know what. More uh, last you know. season. But once I came back for season nine, I'm like, all right, I'm in this for the long haul. But after almost two years of not doing the show, a whole pregnancy, a miscarriage, now a baby, season nine, it was like, all right, it's gotta, it's gotta be worth it, you know, to come back and get in this world again, weeks after giving birth. And little did I know it would be three days after coming home from the hospital that we started filming season nine. So uh, after that, I was like, all right, now, you know, I'm in this unless there's some crazy, better opportunity <laughs> that pays more in films during those exact same 10 to 12 weeks. Like, no, I'm I like that. You're like a pro athlete. You're like a pro. You're like Tom Brady, where you're like, I'm going to do another season. I'm in it. Let's go. Yeah, um, Super Bowl. Summer. Does Summer Moon know what her what her mommy does? Like, how does Summer Moon like like mommy's on TV? Does that even register for her at all? And will she well, be on Vanderpump Rules? So this she season? honestly, yes, you'll see a little snippet of her. She makes her debut this week. It's like a two second, like you know when they go from like this is what this person's doing at home, and then this person, this person, and it's just like a little flash of what everyone's doing really quick. So you see a little bit of her Brock is like setting up her swing set. And it's so crazy because she looks so little. Her hair is so short. I'm like, oh, my God, she's a baby. But she really loves watching YouTube. And she'll be like, YouTube, mommy, mommy, YouTube. And I'm like, what, like mommy shark? Like, And she's like, no, mommy. And I'm like, oh, you want to watch me? You want to watch my vlog? So ever since she could speak, she likes to watch our vlogs. So oh I feel God. like the show is no different. She's seen me on TV as long as she can remember. Oh God. I think I thought you were going to say she wanted to watch Logan Paul or something. I was like, that's bad news. <laughs> no, you know? No, no. Um, no, it's Miss Rachel, mommy, Coco Melon or Mickey. Oh, Coco Melon. Um, I know. When I, I remember that night when I initially put out on Instagram that I thought your baby's name was going to be Summer Moon. You wrote back immediately, even though you didn't follow me, which I was like, oh, that's crazy that she found out this quickly. And I was sick in bed at my parents' place. And I remember going, oh, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways, uh, congrats to you and Brock. I know you'll be a great mom. And that was like, I totally meant that. Did being a mom, it seemed like that was always uh, in your destiny. That was something you really, really wanted. Is it all that it has cracked up to who have been in your head? Like, you know, the way you pictured it, is it everything that you had wanted? It honestly is exactly everything I could have ever pictured. Like Summer specifically is the baby of my dreams. I mean, she is just a dream. That's exactly what she is. She is perfect. She's smart. She's funny. She got a little attitude. She knows what she wants. And the more she's speaking, she like will tell you, but there's still some words where I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, I don't understand. She's like, nah. 
And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. She was like, why, why did you buy off. him that Apple watch? Why did she, why did you buy him that Apple watch in season eight? I would love if she starts like, <laughs> cause she's going to watch mom go through all of these seasons. And I'm so, do you ever think Hopefully about not. that? No, I, I mean, mean yeah, and if she if she watching? wants to watch it when she's older one day, totally fine. Mom but, daughter um, recap show on that's a great podcast. A oh mom daughter, and maybe even right? your mom too. Three generations of Marie like doing the no, podcast. No, it, it raises my mom's blood pressure too much. So watching the new episodes is enough for her. We don't need to go back and rehash Dude, the old ones. Your mom rides so hard for you, which I know is ridiculous because she's your mom, but she really does. Like, has she always been that way since like you really have this great family dynamic where yeah. she was even on your podcast this past week when you were interviewing Captain Sandy, which yeah. I was cracking up about. Um, is she really always just the proudest of you? And has there ever been a time when on the show she's like, I'm disappointed in you, Sheena? I'm she's disappointed. never said she's disappointed in me, but she'll just be like, Sheena, you know, did you did you really have to say that? Did you? you really think that was a good idea? You know? And I'm like, whatever, mom, I don't care. I don't care. I'm picking a side. I don't care. And she's just like, but you know, like my mom always wants me to lead with compassion, to be the bigger person, to see all sides, which I always try to do, but there comes a point where I hit my breaking point. And that was this season. I was just like, you know what? It's, it's fine. You want to go and insult me and use all of these harsh words and call me a troll. When I know for a fact, you sit at home and troll your own friends on Reddit. Like, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. That was projection I, at its finest. Let's just say I that. know. I I just I just I I always want people to like be okay with each other. I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I only have a little bit more time with you, so I wanted to uh really briefly uh go over what do you watch yourself when you're like you're on reality, you're in all of this stuff. What do you watch and what do you listen to to unwind? Like, what do you like? What does Sheena like to like? Do you like the Kardashians? Do you like oh, like yes. in terms of pop culture? What do you dig? I love the Kardashians. I love the Demilios. They're also friends of mine. So I love watching shows where I know the people on it too, because then I can like, <laughs> like, hey, give me a little bit. Of I'm tea. watching your show. What's you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, Kardashians and Demilios. I love just the family dynamic, and I think the Demilio show is one of the best new reality shows. Dude, they- the first episode when like. It was so dark, you guys. Like the Demilio, like they're crying, I was and like the parent. It was like watching wild. That. It was yeah. so real. No, it's it's so good how they just tackle mental health, and you really just get that family dynamic. And I just think they are an amazing family. So that is one of my new favorite shows to watch. I also I love me some Summer House, Winter House, Jersey House. Wait, where yeah, are you? Are you current on Summer House? Where, where I am, I mean, and I you, just got you, the new episode that I get to watch today because what are you going to watch Summer Five? Because we have to talk about it. So oh my god. What did you think of Kyle saying that about Carl at the very end in terms of work and like being like, you know, messed up, having too much pasta? Like, is that wild? Like, is there certain rules you had for Vanderpump rules of like, no matter what, we cannot bring up drug use, no matter what, like you can get wasted. Like, do you ever think that's a bridge too far now coming from the history that you have with this show? I think there should be a level of respect when it comes to talking about anything like that. You know, it's no one else's place to talk about drug use or things like that but also it's shocking whenever anything drug related gets left in the show i'm like i know that's a choice but that's the thing it's like you think when you're saying it you're like they're not going to leave this in they can't leave it in you're like oh shit they left it in (laughs) well do you ever think like now where reality shows go from here because i always thought like 
you know, we keep getting more intense and more intense. I mean, I think Vanderpump Rules, why it like resonates with all of us so much is because it was so intense from the get-go, but like other reality shows had to catch up to where Vanderpump Rules started Mm -hmm. and Summer House directly benefits from that. But now I feel like some of these shows are on steroids where it's like, I mean, I feel like we're going to see a death at some point or somebody like something. No, really, don't really see awesome. that. No, but don't you come on. There's so much intensity going on of like, where do we go from here? We've dealt with cheating. We've dealt with all of this stuff. And it seems they keep upping the ante. Uh, I, have you ever been asked to do something on these shows where you're like, I, I'm not going to participate in that? Or is it always been this is just our real lives? You know, like that's just what they catch. Yeah, for the most part, I think it is just our real lives. I mean, there's definitely situations that we're put in where we're uncomfortable. You know, I may not normally go to this birthday party or have this conversation at the birthday party, but it's like, you know what? That's the name of the game. That's our job. So you show up and you do it. What music do you like besides your I love classic rock. Like that is my go-to like 60s, 70s, 80s. I love, you know, like Elton John and journey and the Beatles and the Bee Gees. That's my go-to. Is that because you're a dad or did you find that naturally? No, I grew up with all of that kind of music. So that's just in my blood and it will be in Summer's blood. She listens to that music too amongst, you know, the Coco Melon. But then I'm like, how about we listen to a little bit of this? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where? but you met Brock and some like, didn't you bring him like an EDM thing or something? Because I was like the dirty dancing. Oh, that was like the San Diego thing, yeah. right? That strip festival. What what concert was it that, that he picked you up at? What band? I, I think it was Mumford and Sons. And if it wasn't Mumford and Sons, it's the other one that sounds exactly like them. It was that type of music. <laughs> Wait, he picked you up during a Mumford and Sons song? I like think it was with, with a and fiddle? Sons. Oh my God. Um yeah. that's incredible. Um okay, so uh to start ending here, uh just to go over some guys really quick. The penguin dude. What's up with the penguin dude? I don't even call. Adam, I, don't, I just call it penguin dude. Oh where where are you God, and Adam? You want to hear the funniest thing? Yeah. So I hadn't talked to him since the last conversation we had. I don't know three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was, probably four. And then about when was it? Maybe May of last year. We were still in San Diego, but I got invited to an event for like a new Amazon Prime show. Brock and I drove up. We just got off the red carpet. And then I turn around and I see a waiter with a tray of food. And it was Adam. And Brock doesn't. And he also was like totally clean shaven. So he looked a little different. Not that Brock would recognize him anyways. So we made eye contact, smiled. He came over and then I was like, honey, this is Adam. And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And then he's like, oh, when you when you come back, can we get like some more of those sliders? And I was like, oh, my God, it's awkward. And so Adam was like, yeah, for sure. And he like leaves. And then I go, honey, it was Adam. And he goes, penguin. Like, that's what I'm like did, did you guys talk about how the penguin, penguin. was doing that you adopt that's yeah, insane so he came back over with more sliders for Brock and then it was kind of a joke the rest of the night every time new food came out Adam would come straight up to us but we talked that night um I still stay in touch with some of his family and I know his sister-in-law is pregnant with another baby so I had like it sounds like you're nice on being an uncle and you're like, it sounds like you're good with every ex-boyfriend or anybody I that really you've dated am. in your entire Adam life. Adam was the last one. He was the only one. That well, I what about Apple Watch guy? Apple Watch Max. Max. Yeah. Max was actually invited to our wedding. And then week of ghosted me. And we have not spoken since then. Maybe his calendar function on the Apple Watch didn't work. Maybe it was like he needed. Are you key ghosted well, a wedding? 
I know it was because he wanted to share a room with Schwartz. But once, you know, we're filming, you're no longer on the show. So you can't share a room with Schwartz. So I got well, him. They work around Jackson and Brittany being there. Um, they weren't even staying at our hotel. They stayed. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, hotel. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that made it a lot easier. But I do think you might see a little bit of them. And I mean, who knows if we have a season eleven, you know, and yeah, would you ever welcome party or something? Jackson, Brittany, oh, definitely. Would you? I mean, but I'm saying, like, what if like everything just went back to like how it originally was? Brittany, Jack, Stassi, Kristen, would you be okay with all of that? I mean, would you be like, well, it's a show? Everyone you mentioned is an ideal, but it is. A show. Um, you also have taken Raquel under your wing. Um, is that continue this season? Like, I feel like you're almost like, you know, it's like a My Fair Lady where you're teaching her how to like, like, this is how we date. And this is how we, um, is that always been your relationship or did that just start in the last year or ever since she got out of the relationship with DJ JK? More so since her relationship ended, I really felt like she just needed that support system. And I mean, she has a big sister, but I just kind of feel like a big sis to her. And when she moved into our Hollywood apartment and we were back in San Diego, but it was like when we were in Hollywood, you know, like we were living together. And so I just kind of felt like I needed to be that big sis for her. And it was the first time she was really ever on her own. She went from living with her parents to college roommates to James to on her own. Well, that's the thing with Raquel is that I never, and I, I've met Raquel a couple of times. Like I can't get a beat on her sometimes. Cause I'm like, is this an act? Does she really, it feels like she was frozen in ice and all of a sudden she came out and she's like, I have no clue how to do anything. Like, and everybody's teaching her. Like she was talking about like, Oh, I had no idea. And Sandoval told me what this meant and this, like, is she really that innocent or is, is there like uh cause everybody like, will be like, Oh, she's thirsty or she's trying to be on the show. And that, and I don't see that. Like, I don't no. see that she dated DJ JK to be on the show, but no. is there, is there more going on or is she truly that innocent and like a, a like a wounded bu- bu- puppy or something, you know? I mean, she is definitely innocent for sure. I think she does need a little guidance. I'm not just Raquel's yes man. I will, you know, put her in her place if she needs to be. I will tell her, you know, like, okay, you did that and that didn't sit right with me. So maybe next time we do it this way. And I just feel like she needs that. No one needs just a bunch of yes men surrounding them, especially when they're in a transitional period of their life. So with Raquel, I try to offer her the best advice to just be the best version of herself because she's a good person, but she needs a little direction sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see that, but there's no, like, she's not trying to be like, I was kind of shocked when she said in front of Katie of like, yeah, I like Schwartz, but I don't think I'll ever, I'm like, why would you ever say you even like Schwartz? Why would you ever do that? And no. I'm like, just lie to Katie. Well, and also exactly like when they're like, oh, have has Sheena been pushing him on you? She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> there was one conversation it was two weeks after Katie and I had this conversation in Vegas we were at Tom Tom the night before my birthday Raquel thought Schwartz looked cute and she was I want to make out with him and I was like well you should I was like Katie's the one who said like I give you my blessing I was like yeah you should do it like go do she it also, she also said that about Peter though too come on no yeah, offense Peter. But, I that, like Peter yeah. but that was me pushing Raquel I'm like Raquel it was one time you said you wanted to do something. I said, yeah, you should go for it. And then I stopped. Like there, it wasn't like this regular thing where I'm texting her like, Hey, you need to make out with Schwartz Raquel here. Let me put your heads together and make out with Schwartz. Like it was literally a side comment 
at Tom Tom and then never again. Has it been has it been really um not scary, but like has it been hard for you to watch? Uh, because you're used to getting all of this feedback and commentary from everybody. Uh, but Raquel is kind of new to stepping into this part of things, I feel like. Uh, I don't know how she's taking it, but I know she that, that Schwartz and her picture was like got a lot of feedback in some not positive ways. Uh, did you have to go like, it's okay, don't worry? Or was she like, oh, I don't care? Um, right now, I think she's still like, I don't care, but I don't even think this is close to as bad as it's going to get for her this season. It's going to get a lot harder. And she knows that she lived it. She knows what she did. So uh, right now, I think it's just like, yay, the show's back on. And, you know, people are talking, people are watching. But I think based on what I know she did this past summer, it's going to get tough for her. But I really hope that because she is so likable. She's a good person. She never does anything with bad intentions. I hope that that outshines any of her actions because nothing was ever done maliciously. Um, shenanigans. Where are we going with shenanigans? Where do you want to see it go? Uh, I, I, I really think it could go uh, so many different places. Where do you want to see this go? Who do you want to speak with? Uh, will you ask Andy Cohen to be on it when you're on Watch What Happens Live this week? Where are shenanigans headed? So that's the thing where I feel like I'm a confident person, but at the same time, I freak out sometimes if I were to have a big guest like that on my podcast. Like I get so nervous before I do interviews still. And I've yeah. always wanted to have Andy on, but then I'm like, oh my God. But like, dude, this is the year. I, I mean, like, I don't know. Yes. I mean, I'm saying you prepare, like, part of it is the nerves. That's part of what makes it exciting. And you kind of like excel under that. I would say rip that band aid off. Like, a no is just okay, like a, you know what? a no it's- is going to be a yes eventually. No is just where the starting point is. Then you eventually, dude, it, t- it took me two years to get you on. Like, I remember having like reach out to Sheena. And it was like, no, she still remembers who you are from what you did. Like, yeah. and I was like, shit. <laughs> but now here we are. So, like, you never know. I, I would do love it. that. Yeah. So, Could you I- Imagine talking to Andy from the beginning of Vanderpump Rules to even see what he thought of this show. Like, it would be amazing. No, it really would. Actually, if I assume my podcast will probably get brought up on Watch What Happens Live. If so, and there's an opportunity for me to be like, hey, Andy, I think you should come on. Get into some shenanigans with me. Yes. I, I do feel like Andy and I are at a place where I'm comfortable enough to ask him that. I invited him to my wedding. I didn't my first wedding because I was like, I didn't know him so well. And I just I felt Did he send you a gift for your first wedding. Did he send you a gift for the first wedding? Not that I remember. Andy, what the hell, dude? Wow. But um, no, he has always been so supportive at BravoCon. He was just like, you know, I'm always a Sheena Shea stan. And I was like, I love you, Andy. He really so- is, actually. You can tell when he yeah. really likes who he likes and who he doesn't. Uh, and you guys got a mutual friend in John Mayer. So I would bring that up as well. I've brought that up to him on a commercial <laughs> break. I watched it happen live many years ago. <laughs> um Okay, Sheena Marie, Sheena Shea, or just Sheena, You. this was truly uh, a legendary moment for my show and me. You mean so much to a lot of us, even like in all like the messiness and all of this stuff, you cannot take away from the fact that you have done this for 10 seasons of a show that we deeply love, the show that we fight about to this day. And we are so thrilled that it is back and it is doing good. I'm really scared for all of you guys personally for the rest of this season. So I really, really hope everything works well, but it's like, thank you for your service, Sheena. Thank you. You're welcome. For your service you're and welcome. your 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 hat used to say uh boy crazy and now it says hot mom so that's a well, huge considering well, i have zero makeup on today i needed to yeah. just tell by the way sheena's like so oh hot. i don't i don't have makeup you're god like i love when good looking people <laughs> say that they're not good looking like that's so ridiculous anyways 
Um, Sheena, the show is shenanigans, you guys. It is worth listening to on so many levels, even if you are not a Vanderpump Rules fan. Like the guests she has on, the conversations she has, I have loved it so much that I started listening to it. And I don't like to listen to Bravo podcasts, but it's like being, it's like listening to a friend. We've known Sheena for like 10 seasons now and it's great. So go check that out. Go support this season and, and try not to, to be too mean to any of the cast members. Yes. That's the thing, you know, just, there's no point to say mean things online in person, just be a bigger person, you know, rise above it and just spread love because I just, I'm at my point with the bullies. I'm just, I'm not putting up with it anymore. Okay. Well, that's probably going to go out the window immediately on Wednesday night, but good luck with everything. Thank and, you. Uh, I hope to talk to you again on this show and I hope to, to, to know you for that. many years to come. Okay. Yes, definitely. Betches.